Welcome to the Out of Day Cluttering Podcast. I'm Amy Ravel. And I'm Kirsty Farija. And we are just so thrilled to be in your ears today and to be sharing with you around an experiment that we conducted quite accidentally at first and then very intentionally. And then we had a really good debrief about it. And now we want to share with you about it. We've let it ruminate a little bit. Mm. Time to let the experiment out of the test tube. <laughs> And it was a pretty gross experiment. It was too. actually. It was probably more a petri disc, disc can't say dish. it, dish, than it was a test tube. Yes. A real petri dish of it was gross. all kinds of things. So, Amy, this is your experiment. I jumped on board when you shared that you thought it would be a, a great learning experience for us both. Mm. But it was actually your experiment. So would you like to share the beginnings, the middle and yes, the end. Yes, I will share all three of those, actually. <laughs> so the beginning of the experiment was um, was not at all intentional. What happened is I got unwell. So I just got a cold, just full of snots or throat, like a real cold and fluey kind of thing. Um, and I was just in bed. I was a bit miserable. But, you know, when you get a cold but your brain's still okay, you know how sometimes you get a cold, you're like, I can't even think, I don't know my mum's name, I yep. can't do anything. Yep. I was like that for about a day, but then I kind of got my brain back, but my body just still feel like, felt like I'd been hit by a truck. So I pulled my laptop into bed. I had like this whole setup and I had a diary and notebooks and phone and I kind of had myself set up, but I was really in bed because everything just hurt. Because you're meant to be... Resting. resting, but this this is Amy's version. This is Amy's version of resting. This is also the Simon version of resting. So yeah. I'm surrounded by people who actually don't know what it means to rest. <laughs> I felt so proud of myself for resting. Yeah, but you weren't resting. I was in bed. You weren't resting. I was in my pajamas. You were physically resting. Yes. So can I just interrupt this Please. experiment? Simon and I had a conversation the other day mm. about rest Mm -hmm. and about loads and he was saying that he tires the quickest emotionally Mm -hmm. then he tires next mentally yep and then physical tiredness is what he tires last in oh this is interesting yes that's why i thought i'd bring it up oh my gosh this is really interesting and we realize that i'm the complete you are the complete opposite i physically it's not that i um it's not that you've got low think, capacity. No, I don't no. think I tire out. I just know when my body needs to stop. Yeah. Like, and, I li- and I'm fairly good at listening. I'm learning to get better at listening to my body. So I stop and I prioritise physical rest, but I have got more capacity for mental load, but still, it's still lower than my emotional capacity. That is so true. Oh, my goodness. What an insight. Yeah, I thought it was so fascinating. And I thought what a way, what a wonderful dynamic to look, to view people mm. through because then, because I'm always on at You're you. always on at me about have more rest, have more. But the rest to me is I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> And I don't want to have to, like, I, emotionally. You want the emotional rest. I get so tired. Yeah. I just want to like, I want to create something. <laughs> I want to design a website. I want to do an admin or forms. So I or... think that your highest, your last thing to need rest is your mental. Mental, absolutely. So I think that you go. I'm swapped with Simon, the bottom two. Yeah, emotional, physical. Absolutely. Mental. Yes, 
Oh my goodness, that it, is. It might help to have this conversation with Cal as I'm well. I'm going to. What do you think Cal is? Oh, too much pressure for me to decide on the spot. No, come on, think, 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 think. Um, 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 mental first. Yep. Then physical, then emotional. I think. Would you agree? I, I he, he and I are the same person. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so all my unions are with one. <laughs> yes, we we uh, we yeah, we so have reckon... joined the Cal and Kirsty union. We have formed it, <laughs> and it is the anti Amy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the opposite of me. Luckily, I am very good at attracting myself with people that complement my weaknesses. Yes. And <laughs> um, you enhance their their oh, strengths. Lovely. <laughs> um, that's really good. Yes, because I just find, like, emotionally that's the thing I find the hardest is I don't have the emotional capacity that you and Cal have. Yes. Um, it just it just wears out a lot, a lot quicker. Yes, so same with Simon. So yeah. Simon, Which is an introvert thing too. It is an introvert thing. And oh. he has to deal a lot with people yeah. and their emotions at work. So he comes home and he's tapped out of that. Like yes. he's like, I've got nothing left for you guys. And that's how I feel when I get home from working with clients is because that's so emotional yes. and it's so heavy that I come home and I'm like, I, I don't have anything. <laughs> and it's not heavy because it's heavy. It's heavy because we take My on. Capa- yeah. We, well, it's it's heavy heavier for you. That's right. Because of your tendencies. Yeah. But it's also because we shoulder the the emotional burden with our clients so yep. they can feel we like carry that their burden has lifted because they've shared yes. their journey. Yep. So I just wanted to clarify That's that it's great. not heavy and too heavy Oh, no, 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 no. Like, yeah. yeah, and the same for you. It's not like you're physically weaker than someone else. It's just that that's the area that the capacity – runs out quicker, yeah. not that it's a lesser capacity. Yeah. Oh, I really, really like. Thank you, you, Simon would. and Kirst. Yeah. You know I love anything that puts a label on something. I know. <laughs> Black and white. label maker. <laughs> I do. That's really helpful. Yeah. So on this particular, yes. in this particular had- bout, I had the physical and I had still had mental. I had mental to burn. Yes. So I was in bed and I was working. So what I had next to me. It's a big box of tissues. I had oils. I had um, – Kirstie's actually given me – they're called Easy Air Drops. So they're like oils, but they're also kind of like a menthol-y thing that you suck on. Um, I had cold and flu tablets. I had tea. I had water. I had just so much stuff. I had Coke. And one of my friends who's a nurse said, oh, the way to get rid of all the mucus that's stuck in your head is to drink Coke because apparently – I don't know what it does, but anyway, that's what she said. I just had like – myself set up I had cushions everywhere I was in little palace and then what I did is I got some garbage bags and I bought them in because I don't like mess and I hung a garbage bag on my bedside table on the handle and every time I blew my nose or I had a cold and flu tablet or whatever I put the rubbish in there because I was feeling like physically just fatigued and yuck when the bag got full of dirty tissues, I just tied it up. And this is a bit gross, but this is the, the petri, this is this, this is, is the where the dish. petri dish starts, <laughs> peeps. I took the bag and I threw it threw into, it the, into corner the corner of my bedroom, which yep. is like maybe it's just the foot of my bed, effectively. So I just threw it's it. It's about there. a foot away from the foot of your bed. Yeah. So it's yeah. in the walkway that you walk past. Yeah. I just threw it there with all intentions of when I get up. And I go wherever I go out to the kitchen, I'll just take it with me and put it in the bin outside. But then I didn't do that. I just left it there. And then the second bag got full 
and I threw it on top of the first bag and this is the moment the experiment started. It went from, I'll do that in a minute, to, oh, my goodness, I, I, I get it. I understand how all of a sudden an otherwise really tidy, decluttered, minimal place, room, can become cluttered because I just threw one bag on the other. And there's so many things in that very minute moment of adding the second bag that I think we can unpack. Um, so the that's the middle of the experiment. She's so excited about this experiment and so excited about the lessons that she learned from this. I know like, I am. It's so it's, it's gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Kirst. <laughs> so the moment of throwing that second bag on, in my mind it became an experiment. So then what I did is I made the decision that until I was better, I was just going to keep putting my bags of food wrappers and dirty tissues and everything, medicine wrappers, in the corner of my bedroom and just see what is it like. Because you had that light, but by putting that second bag, you deliberately put the second bag on and then you had that aha moment. Yeah, the second bag was like, just throw it on and went, oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. I'm just like my clients, which is, there's, again, no judgment in that, Mm. but you were like, I get it. I get it. And then you were like, oh, I get it. That was easier to put it on on that bag than it was to take it outside. So now I understand. And then you're like. And now, being Amy, I'm going to do an experiment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to see what happens if I just keep putting bags there. And really, and you And I really was in the moment. Yeah, and you were then like, right, I'm going to analyse every Mm -hmm. feeling I have. Mm -hmm. I'm going to analyse every thought I have Mm -hmm. towards this experiment because that's who you are. Yeah. So within 48 hours, I felt comfort by the pile of bags of dirty tissues and cough medicine wrappers in the corner of my room. I felt like I'd started something. I felt a sense of ownership over this bag of dirty tissues. I felt like it it said something about me, like it was validating of the fact that I was sick. It was proof. There was so many things going. So one of the other things is, Cal never noticed that the bag was there or that the bags were there. Never noticed. And he has to walk past those bags. Surprisingly, he didn't kick them to go to our bathroom. So he walks past them probably 10 times while I was in, in bed sick. He was sleeping in the bed next to me. It's not like he was away and I was the only person. He never commented that I had started stockpiling bags of rubbish in the corner of our bedroom. Now, that's not to say that he's, you know, an idiot. It's more that it just grew and it just became part of my story. Mm-hmm. This is fascinating. It's interesting. I, I've i never done anything like it before. It's not like I used to be someone who it's understood. It's not like you were a Kirsty. Oh, <laughs> but you've never been like that, have you? Like what? Like someone who would Lazy? let rubbish build up. Yeah. Okay. Well, and this is what's common in with clients, isn't it? Like it's particularly in bedrooms. Yeah. There's often just rubbish. Yes. The labels off new clothes, bags, receipts. But, and it's not just the it's – it's every room yep. in some people's houses. Mm-hmm. It's just one little – and it's not 
not necessarily snotty tissues. No, it could it's, be paperwork. Yeah, or... pa- and it and it is like the labels off clothes, the envelopes on cards. Like it's not, it's necessarily, not necessarily snotty tissues. Yeah, but it could be a lolly packet. Mm-hmm. Could be like it is. It is definitely rubbish. So mm-hmm. when we go in and clean it up, it goes straight in the bins. Yep. Recycle or rubbish. Mm-hmm. It's rubbish. Yeah, there's nothing of worth it's, in there. It's not. This might yep. be useful someday. No. Yeah, I had this moment of true compassion, compassion, understanding, empathy, empathy for the relation for the emotional connection that people have to their clutter i had always understood that there's this tension of i don't know what to get rid of but not that there was a grievance with getting rid of the clutter like the clutter defines you or the clutter told you about yourself mm. or the clutter validated you i've never ever ever experienced that before but the experiment <laughs> took me right there yeah, because you even were like, well, now it's all there. I don't want to get rid of it. Yeah. You were like, That was no. the weirdest bit. No, I can't I can't put them in the rubbish because then my whole week of being sick is not, it didn't happen. Did yep. it even happen if it was there's evidence. no evidence? It so- was a very strange feeling when it came time to get rid of it. A really strange feeling. Like people are going to really wonder if I, I'm not pulling your leg. Like these are the no. feelings. <laughs> that I had that was the reason that I did the experiment. Yeah, because you were like, let me see how I feel about this. And then you're like you weren't feeling attachment to it when you put that second bag. You were being lazy when you got that second bag. Correct. You were procrastinating yep. at that second bag. Yep. You're like, I'll do it later. Correct. Which is what a lot of us do. We'll, we'll just put off what we could do right now. We'll just go, yeah, we'll do it later. We'll totally get back around mm-hmm. to it. And, and that's when you were like, right, I'm, I'm now I'm going to do gonna... an experiment and I'm going to see how long I can put up with that dirty pile. Yeah. And because that's how it, like, that was, it wasn't like, oh, I want to see how, if I can feel compassion and empathy. No. It was, I want to see how long I can live in my filth. Yeah. I want to see how long I can, as a professional organiser, as a minimalist, can live with bags of rubbish in the corner of my bedroom, my sacred space. Yeah. And I think what Kirsten and I really, really want to say in this, and we'll get to more about the experiment, is that there are seasons where things build up, sickness, when you maybe when you've had a new baby or you've had loss or you've been divorced or a part, you've lost a job or a partner's passed away. or there's, there's definitely situations where you're going to drop the ball and that's totally okay. Yes. Like I'm not down on myself for the fact that I wasn't getting out of my sick bed to take bags of rubbish to the bin. No. That is not the point of this. No, 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 no. And even when I say you were being lazy, there is a time and a place for yes. that. Like there's grace for you. You were sick. Like and with all those things that you mentioned, there are really good valid reasons for not necessarily putting snotty <laughs> Yeah. Snotty tissues in the corner. In a bag, in a bag. In a bag. <laughs> but, and and it's, it's, um, again, it's not about the judgment over the, the what was in the corner. No. It's about letting procrastination live here. Mm. We did an episode a couple of weeks ago about procrastination and about re- repetitive clutter as well. And those two, those episodes, we talk about this a lot about 
procrastination and how to overcome procrastination. But there's definitely seasons that you need to have grace for Mm. yourself or grace for other people in your home because of tragedy or sickness or loss or, you know, illness. So that's where we have compassion. Correct. And, and we have compassion even when you... <laughs> yeah, even if it is just laziness. That's, yes. That we have compassion for that too. Yes. Are you loving getting into decluttering and organising? Are you excited to get into different spaces in your house and just see the transformation that is possible? But are you also finding that there are some things that just aren't sticking, that you're finding that you just don't have the routine or system to really hold you where you want to be? Well, Kirstie and I have developed the Art of Decluttering online course, which is an amazing six-module self-paced course with an interactive Facebook community. So if you want to go from overwhelmed to just nailing this decluttering thing, we would love you to join us. You just visit outofdecluttering.com.au forward slash course. We have payment plans available. Access it today and see that transformation that you've been dreaming of. Have an organised home that stays organised for life. We cannot wait to see you in the course. One of the things, Kirst, that really surprised me about these bags is I felt some kind of sense of having started something that I felt bad about abandoning. So the only kind of way that I can... Um, tie it into another experience I've had is as a child, I used to collect different things. So Mm -hmm. stamps or stickers. At one point I collected Freddo frog wrappers or I collected um, business cards at one point. And for each of those things as a child, once I grew out of it and I was like, okay, I'm not going to keep my Freddo frog wrappers anymore. There was a sense of grief in letting them go because I'd started something. And what could it be if I just kept doing this? Mm -hmm. I've got a collection, like there's a little bit of pride I think in having collected something and I felt that about the rubbish bags about snotty tissue I felt that about these bags I've started something and I don't want and I don't want to stop now just to let everybody know I stopped she did stop. I took a photo. I'll pop it in our Facebook community this week and you can see. And you'll all laugh because it's still really small. <laughs> it's like four maybe-ish yeah. bags of things She got there. well. She got I well. got better. So I stopped, I stopped filling bags with rubbish. But it was a really discombobulating experience because I did not expect to feel the feels and think the things mm. that came from oh, this would be an interesting experience. I wonder what would happen. Will this, you know, what would this be like? And it wasn't like, oh, we're going to do a podcast episode. No, it was not at all. Days later when I said, oh, Kirst, I forgot to tell you about this experiment. I Facebook messaged her the photo and then we debriefed. Yeah. It, it, it's fascinating. It's, just, it's fascinating to me how our minds work, like how quickly we can grow an attachment to something. Mm. Like... Um, and what is it about us as human beings that we that we do attach ourselves mm. to in, inanimate objects that can't yeah. that are give actually anything valueless. back to us? Yeah. Like whether it's tissues or your great-grandma's antique bedhead, they don't. They don't love you back. They're not, they're, they don't define you. Yeah, they're not actually like, okay, <laughs> the tissues proved that you were sick mm. and they were, 
you know. And but so does my story. Yeah. Like so does like as you often say that the stories are the important thing. Yeah. The story. I was just sick. I wasn't dying. I wasn't. I didn't have pneumonia. I literally just had a head cold <laughs> and was in bed sick for I think maybe a week. Yeah. Like it was. It was annoying sickness. I had to cancel clients, but it wasn't anything devastating. No. No. And yet you felt this attachment. Correct. To your collection mm-hmm. because you chose to put value on the fact that you were collecting. I don't even feel like I chose to. That's the scary bit. But I felt but like you that did. happened. That's exactly right. Like I felt like that was um, involuntary, that I just yes. developed this connection. Yes. And that's what's fascinating about the way our brains work Mm -hmm. because we all have a choice in everything that we do, whether it be rational or irrational in this case. Or mindful or Or otherwise. Unconscious. (laughs) Yeah. And it is fascinating. Mm. I don't think I have an answer to it. I don't think I do either, but I I like the fact that we were going to, you know, after talking about it, we're like, you know what? This would be interesting to talk about as a podcast episode. And I also think it would be interesting wherever you are listening to this, if you're in the car or you're in bed or you're doing the dishes, is have a look around and see if you've got your equivalent of the bags of tissues. Do you have old bills that are piled up? Do you have letters? Do you have tissues? Do you have milk carton? Like what is it in your home that's just building up but there's some resistance to you getting rid of it? Maybe you have a whole lot of recycling bottles and you're like, but they're bottles and I don't know why I can't get rid of them, but I just can't. Like The amount of people that say, I don't know why I can't get rid of it, but I just can't. Yeah. I get that now. Yes. And we had understanding before, but I think through us talking through this is it's developed a new empathy in us. Hmm. And it didn't have to be cursed bags. Like the empathy was developed through us nutting it out together. Yes. And, yeah, and sharing and talking about it. And that's why it's so important to us to be able to sit and hold space for our clients. Like when they tell us this stuff and even if it doesn't make sense to us, like even even when we as a professional organiser can approach a situation with rational thought, to an irrational mm-hmm. thought process from the other side, we hold space for that. Mm. And we can, and you and I now can enter into the irrationality of it yeah. with compassion and empathy mm-hmm. and still challenge. I think that's really true. It's the and still challenge. Um, I was with a client just recently and we were going through their bathroom cupboards and we'd gone through a bit and they're like, can we just finish this later? Can we go do something else and come back to it? And everything in me as a person talking to another person wants to go, yeah, I get it. It's getting too hard. We'll go do something else. But I was like, can we just sit in this for a minute? Can you tell me what's going on? Mm. And it's hard and it's uncomfortable, but we're declutter coaches. We're not cleaners. We want to help you unpack that. And as we talk about it, Either it is too hard and we uncover why and we go, that's fine, it's probably better that we take a break, or we uncover it and they're like, oh, actually I think I'm ready to keep going. Yes. And it is that 
it, I, I find a lot with clients that it is that sitting and having and holding space for somebody to share their irrationality potentially mm. or their hurt or their sadness or their shame or their guilt or their judgment or their stress or anxiety or depression or, you know, whatever it is that we've peeled back the onion skin mm-hmm. or, or they have yep. and they've realised that, oh. Quick, 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 it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Quick, like let's cover it back up or, you know, potentially like with the onion skin analogy like it's making me cry yeah it's burning <laughs> my eyes away from this. <laughs> like we, we feel so honored and privileged to be able to see it and help you to hold space for that mm. and to ask you know like and we try to be discerning um about the questions that we need to ask mm-hmm. to really uncover that and to really dig into that and go it's okay honey like it's fine to cry it's fine like you're safe here you're loved here it's okay to sit here and it's okay to sit here in silence sometimes Uh until you can figure out what's actually going on like and that's why this experiment was so fascinating for me as an observer of Amy because I was able to help her unpack that. I was able to go and listen to her with compassion and go, wow, like thanks for sharing that with me and wow, isn't that fascinating? Mm -hmm. And, you know, even in this conversation, like having um, holding space for somebody and figuring, discerning what the right questions to ask are and sometimes we don't ask the right questions like we've spoken about this in other episodes that we step on landmines all the time (laughs) we ask the wrong questions we phrase it the wrong way sometimes and we can um um yeah accidentally set off things that Mm. we we weren't intending on it but that's one of the things that I love about our job is that it always leads to more truth and always leads to a better understanding of our clients. Yeah. And hopefully it also leads to them understanding themselves a little bit more too because I just like I just view things like it was just meant to happen. <laughs> like mm. we were meant to say the wrong things or like we were meant to ask that question that peeled back that that onion skin and allowed that person to realize that they are in a safe place, that mm. they are deeply loved and that they're deeply cared for by us. So I will hand back over to you to talk. <laughs> no, don't. I don't know. I love it. I'm sitting here smiling and nodding. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> what she said. Yeah. So um, we would I, – I love that question of yours, Amy. Like look around and see what you're being resistant to. Like that was so fascinating to me that Amy was really resistant in letting go of these rubbish bags, even uh-huh. though she knew that it was completely and utterly just rubbish. Yeah. There was no value. There was no monetary value in what she. <laughs> there was not only no monetary value, <laughs> like I would pay for someone to take that stuff away. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was understanding that, like, if I hadn't have decided it was an experiment, when I got up to go to the kitchen and refill my cup of tea, I would have just taken them out. But as soon as I decided it was, 
the insights, like the resistance was because I was aware of my internal workings. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. The resistance wasn't because I would like to, I've got secret desires of being a hoarder. That's not, that's not what the resistance was. Yes. It was a deeper resistance that I would not have even recognised had I not have intentionally gone, it's experiment time. But yes, and lots of people listening and lots of the people um, that we work with don't do experiment time. That's right. They do the, other, they do the alternative. Yep. They go, actually, this is... This is how I'm choosing to live yeah. or not and, and unconsciously choosing to live. This is just my lot. This is this is life. And so we do want to encourage you to look around and see where you're being resistant. So if there's any podcast episodes that you've just skipped over because you're like, no way, Jose, I'm not going there. Yeah, books, if you've skipped the books episodes, <laughs> that might be yours. <laughs> Um, I have a client at the moment that she's like, we are not going into my bedroom ever. You're not coming into that room with mm, me. I will do that by myself. And we've got plenty of other rooms to get to before her bedroom. And it will be interesting to see whether I am allowed into her bedroom mm. in the end if she feels um, prepared and willing to go there with me. Yeah. And it's fine if she doesn't. Yeah. Um, but it is um, – that's – also part of my job is to help her unpack why it is. Yes, exactly. And, that, and that, exactly. I, I think this is um, the power of conversation, Amy, is when you speak out your thoughts, they then lose their power sometimes. Yes. Like absolutely agree. You're like, oh, now I understand myself and yep. now I can let that go. Particularly if you're like Kirsten and I who process by talking. <laughs> We're verbal processors. Such verbal processors. We, it's ridiculous. Like we'll start a conversation and end it and we're totally arguing against what we started. <laughs> it's it's a comedy. It's yes. a comedy. If you listen to us, you would not be able to follow very clearly in some of our calls. <laughs> we can't follow ourselves. <laughs> but we process verbally. And so sometimes having us come in or having someone alongside you gives you that because it's unlikely that Tuesday afternoon you're going to ring a girlfriend and go, so I've been trying to work out why I can't get rid of recipe books. I can get rid of everything else in my house. Can you just process that with me? It's <laughs> unlikely. Yes. It, it would be helpful, but it's also unlikely. And sometimes um, loads of people can do that internal work themselves. And then there's loads of us who actually need to feel listened to yep. and um, understood and it is in the verbal processing that the processing happens. Yes. That you go, oh, that's what's really going on. Like we have these conversations. Here's an insight. You've got getting more and more insights into Amy and I. We often do this. We'll start talking about something and then one of us will go, but why? But why? But what's really going on? What's re like, why are you resistant <laughs> <dig>. to that? <laughs> and... That's when we go, oh, that's what's going on. Oh, okay, I can see how that's helpful or unhelpful. Okay, let me, let's choose a different path. And that's why I think that pro, verb, if you are like Amy and I and you're a verbal processor, processing and telling your story and 
actually digging into yourself and figuring out what's going on can be, I mean, I personally think that doing the deep work is always helpful. It's always hard, it's but it's always, always hard, worth it. Always worth it and always helpful for progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does not need to be verbally. Mm-hmm. It can just be journaling, can be just sitting in your own thoughts, or it can be talking about it with just one person, could be your partner, could be your best friend, could be a professional organiser, could be in a group like AA or, you know, it could Hmm. be in a formalised group. So our challenge to you this week is to do some digging (laughs) and do some of that hard work and good work to figure out what it is that you're resistant about and why it is that you're resistant and because it is you think it's one reason and it's often it's a lot deeper yes than that you know amy was all like oh it's just because of this but no it's because of this this and this and this so interesting so maybe Kirsty, your job in the next six months is to come up with an experiment because i would love to hear your it doesn't have to be anything the same it might just be something a bit different we shall see. If you've got an experiment suggestion for Kirst, pop it in our Facebook uh, group and let us know what it is. I know what I'm resistant to at the moment. What's that? I've been talking about it for months and months and we still haven't got up into the roof and cleaned out our, <laughs> our sentimental yeah. items. Or like, And it's not about clearing them out. I'm des- it's going through it. It's going through it and making sure that we're keeping what we want to keep. Mm. But we just... <laughs> It was hot and so Simon didn't want to get up in the roof and then he always thinks about it at a time that it's inconvenient or vice versa. I'm like, let's do it. it. And he's like, no, no, I've got this, this and that. So (laughs) I do want to do that experiment. Do it. All right, I've got a review from one of our Canadian listeners. Um, It's a five-star review by Crystal Lynn called A Treasure. I'm so grateful for this funny, cute (laughs) and informative podcast. It's nice to be able to come back to it and search out areas that I need inspiration to keep on decluttering. The girl's friendship and humour keeps me giggling and I love having it playing along in the background. Almost all the episodes re-excite me to keep going or pat myself on the back that I'm making good progress. Thank you for all you both do. Thank you. Absolutely love, love our community. I do too. I, um, as well as having a look around your house and seeing what you need to declutter, let our challenge be to you this week that if you do need a professional organiser to come in and help you and help you do the deep work like we've talked about today and do that alongside decluttering, please reach out to us. Our email is hello at theartofdecluttering.com.au and just send us an email and say, hey, I'm interested in finding out what it would look like to have you girls or one of you come out and help me in my home and I will get back to you ASAP and work that out with you. And that is for everybody around the world because we do do virtual sessions or we can hook you up with somebody local to you. Absolutely. So, or you can fly us to wherever you live. In fact, I'm happy to come to Canada. Yeah, I've been thinking I'd like to go to Japan lately. So I'm really? happy to take a Japanese, like I just love Japanese food. So I think maybe if I just go to Japan, I can just eat all the food. <laughs> and it's beautiful. I know. Sorry, listeners, the incredulity, incredulous nature of tone was that Amy's not a huge traveler. traveler. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> and whereas I'm all like, 
I'll go anywhere, anytime, any, any, anyhow, get me somewhere on a plane. In fact, I hate going to the airports because I would get so jealous that I'm not the one getting on the plane <laughs> and I would fly anywhere, anytime, anywhere. So if you would like me. <laughs> it's all right. Kes can And go. if you're in Japan and you'd like both of us, we will come. come. <laughs> but we, we would be happy to hook you up with somebody local to you if that's what, if a virtual session doesn't work for you. Awesome. Thank you for um, the therapy session today. Thank you for sharing your experiment with us all, Amy, and your compassionate heart. You're the best. (laughs) See you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash the art of decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. 